Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with the executive editor of Newsbusters, your host, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome as somehow the Biden campaign is kicking off with a set of speeches. Uh, uh, back on Friday, Biden was touting the sacred cause of democracy. Um, and just out and out saying that Trump is willing to sacrifice our democracy, slaughter it like a cattle or something. I, it, you know, what you did not see was fact-checking. Uh, uh, and we're here on Monday, and there's still no fact-checking. Um, and he's giving he's given another speech today. Um, it must be nice to be Democrats in the media. There's no real attempt to hold them accountable. Uh, and joining us today, uh, Bill D'Agostino has a new thing about those rare questions Corrine Jean-Pierre gets about scandals in Joe Biden. Uh, and I guess the definitive statement here you have, Bill, is in the second half of 2023, Corrine Jean-Pierre answered only two questions about the scandals facing President Joe Biden which brings the yearly total to eight questions she answered across 75 White House briefings. Now, we should understand it's not she only got eight questions. It's that she only gave eight real answers. No, she got 337 questions. So, yeah, so... So that she gave an answer to 2.37%. Yeah. Which is funny, because then when you did the first half, it was also 2.38%. Percent. So, what do you define as a non-answer? I think is what the reader wants to know. Uh, well, any kind of evasive dodge, right? Um, something like I, I, I'm not going to speak on that. I'm going to refer you to the to the Justice Department. Or sometimes she'll just say, "Well, you know, we've already answered that, and I'm not going to go further than what we've already said." And then they say, "Well, what did you already say?" And she's like, "Well, you know, I, I we're not going to talk about this." <laughs> There's a lot of that. Uh, Yeah, actually, you made sort of a video medley of that. Let's put some of that on. I cannot say uh, if the president uh, had had a conversation with the attorney general last night. Any specific questions that you have about this issue, I would refer you to my colleagues at the White House Counsel's Office. As you can imagine, I'm not going to speak to this. I'm just going to refer you to the Department of Justice. I would have to refer you to the FBI. And so, again, I would refer you to the White House uh, Counsel's Office. Again, I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. And I just said to you, the White House Counsel's Office, I would refer you to the White House Counsel. Would you commit to having uh, the White House Counsel come here and take questions? That is something that I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. I cannot speak to the president's mindset. That's not something that I'm going to speak from the podium. I'm just not going to get it. That's not something I can comment from here. Just not going to comment from here. I don't even, we don't, I don't even know the, uh, so I can't speak to it from here because I just don't know what you're, you're speaking to, uh, but I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. Can You've asked me, Ed. There's going to be a limit in transparency, public, not legal transparency, and what can be shared and said by this way. I disagree. Legal there has, I disagree, Ed. There has not been a limit of transparency. I'm just not going to go into specifics here. I don't have any, any of this information. I can't talk about this, right? There has not been a limit of transparency. That I will I will disagree with you on that. Now, for me, what this sort of says is you're going to regret that you asked this question because your boss has sent you here to get some sort of quote, and all I gave you was no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, 
I think the first question that springs to mind is like, well, how how does she just get away with this? How can she do this? And the answer is because none of them really push that hard. Right. I mean, to begin with, on the uh, on the Biden corruption, like Biden family financial dealings type questions, almost all of those are coming from either James Rosen at Newsmax Mm -hmm. or Peter Ducey at Fox or Jackie Heinrich at Fox. Um, The the broadcast and like MSNBC and CNN and whatever else, uh, they don't care about that stuff. Right. The the vast majority of the questions that were asked um, were actually about the classified documents, which they cared a lot more about. Mm -hmm. Um, But even on that, there was only maybe one or two days where they would really aggressively uh, go back and forth with her and and demand that she she go further than she was going with her non answers. Uh, and I mean, as as you heard in that compilation, it it ends with um with this argument about well, are you being transparent? She says, I think we've been incredibly transparent. It's like okay, then answer our questions. Well, no, I I can't speak to that. <laughs> so yeah, you you counted two hundred and twenty questions about the mishandling of classified documents. So that's obviously about two thirds of the questions you've lined up here. And 220 out of 337. Yeah, and, and interestingly enough, only three of those were in the second half, right? So I only found three new ones when I picked this study back up after the first uh, the first installment of it that I published at the end of June, early July. Well, and I think what happens is they assign this Robert Herr yep. to be the special counsel, and then they're all like, she's going to refer it to Robert Herr's office, who nobody knows he exists. Right. So what's the point? I mean, she, her whole purpose is to say, you have driven into a dead end. All you can do is back out. Yep. Uh, but I mean, it, it is fascinating that we did find out eventually that Robert Hur's not going to charge anybody, not just Biden. Anybody. Robert yeah. Hur's not going to charge anybody. Um, and then you can ask her, was this just a cynical exercise to, to divert attention? You know, well, we can't comment because it's under investigation and then it's... And then right. it's all over. It's under investigation. And also, uh, equally meaningfully, I would say, is like now something's being done about it, right, when the investigation is going on. And so they don't need to keep pressing the Biden administration for answers and whatever because it, uh, something's happening with it, right? So that, theoretically, somebody is being held to account somewhere. And then, of course, nobody is. Yeah. And, I, you know, obviously, as you suggest, there's it's not one of these situations in most cases where you're going to get ABC, followed by CBS, followed by NBC, uh, all hammering the same question. No. That, you know, she gets the impression, well, I can't deny all of these. I have to give an answer to somebody. Um, This is something that happens to Republican press secretaries all the time, where you you get the sense that they all convene with each other before the briefing, and they all ask some version of the same question like eight times. Right. And then they'll say, we'll pick the one where the press secretary said the most embarrassing stuff. <laughs> or if they if the press secretary actually does a real Kareen-esque job of stonewalling, which is not to say grossly incompetent, but rather just completely no information is let out, then, then the story in everybody's report that night becomes like – she was asked – X number of times and refuse to say anything. And then here's here's a legal analyst to say like, well, you know, why why don't they want to talk about it? Where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, so even even the non-answer becomes a story if you choose to spin it into that. Yeah, I mean, I think this is what I don't 
I assume you didn't follow up that to that degree because there's already 337 questions being analyzed. But it's like, yeah, what soundbite gets on the air? I think that's oh, very few. Yeah, very I few. mean, that's they're they're not. If it's a non-answer, that's the other thing. Is I think she can feel fairly confident, especially a non-answer to to Steve Ducey or Peter Ducey. The the, the non-answer to Jackie Heinrich. Uh, it, they're like, well, that wasn't a real question. It came from the right wingers, right? Uh, um, that's probably something we should. One of us should do at some point. I certainly had this thought about Jen Psaki, but Jen Psaki was more obviously more skilled than Kareen is. But it's that whole idea of we we looked at six months of evening news just to isolate the actual quotes the, the press secretary because I think standard operating procedure is. Uh, the the clips they actually would run of the press secretary is like, we're all it's all under control. Don't you worry. Right. Yeah. No. It, it almost it almost feels like the um the more contentious the exchange is with the press secretary, the less likely it is to show up in the evening news. That would be a very interesting thing to track, though. That's uh that'd be a fun study. It'd be tough to do, but it'd be very I think revealing. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, the question becomes how many times a month are they quoted? Uh, because I bet you it's not as much as we might think. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there are times when they perceive that things aren't going well and they get a little more aggressive. We can all go back to the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, where the briefings were kind of brutal right. for a short period. Well, you know, they were brutal during the cocaine incident, too, at the beginning of July. Um there were there were 30 questions asked from a whole array of reporters from different networks over the course of five briefings. And uh, none of them got an answer. It was there. She just she refused to give them anything. And I mean, I always come back to this. Uh, but do you remember Jake Tapper around that time saying, "Does the White House really think that they're just going to get away with this?" Yes. And yes. it's and it's like, yeah, they are, Jake, because of you, because of people exactly like you and your colleagues who are letting them get away with yeah, it. Yeah, he actually asked the CNN White House reporter. Do they think they're going to get away with that? And there's a CNN right House reporter was like, "Yeah, I think they think they will." Oh yeah, we. Oh yeah, we're letting them. We're letting them, Jake. Uh, I mean, that was kind of funny that he would ask that question because clearly, yes, Democrats factor that in. Right, a little self awareness, Jake. Please. Uh, and then there's uh, uh, you have some here where you provide examples of what you call a meaningful answer. And I came by when you published this and said, well, some people might not think it's a meaningful answer, but it actually is an answer. Um, and that is to say, when Jackie Heinrich asks about uh, Hunter Biden and she responds with, I'm just going to quote the president and say it's malarkey. So that's, yes. that's an actual response. Yes. It's not... It's not, well, I would refer you to the Justice Department right. or I would refer you to the White House counsel or I'm not going to speak on this. Yeah, it's not stonewalling. It's right. just a lame repeat of what the president says. And when you realize that that's what the eight looked like, yeah, you get a sense of just how little information actually comes out of Karine Jean-Pierre's mouth when she is speaking, right? Because you, you would think that she could just disarm or whatever, parry every question about Biden family financial dealings like that, right? Just say, uh, well, there is no evidence. Yeah, right? which or, is what all the media people say. And and some of some of the non-answers were that, but there's kind of a distinction there where it's like, 
Well, so why has the president's language shifted from we he he never spoke to any of his son's business partners to he was never in business with his son? Why the change? And it's well, it didn't change, and there's no evidence. Yeah, and it's like so a, a denial of the premise of the question is not an answer, right? Okay. Now, I, I like this. What's shocking about this is the questioner is Brian Karam. But yeah, it, I right? think Brian Karam must be trying to set set her up to make the, the, the full denial. Can you state categorically the administration has neither sought nor received fair, favorable treatment from the DOJ for any investigation into the president, members of the administration, his family, or former President Donald Trump. And she says, absolutely not. The Department of Justice is independent. (laughs) 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 Which, look, lies lies are still answers. Yes, yes, but comedy. Um, I'm going to guess, Bill, that Brian Karam didn't say, no, wait a cotton pick a minute. No, he did not. He said, said, that's awesome, thank you. (laughs) No, uh, (laughs) I don't think it was that either. He just kind of let it roll. he He was like, that's cool, move on, move on now. Yeah, he had done his job, you know. And then Nancy Cordes said, does the White House view this impeachment inquiry as legitimate, given that there's not been a vote to open it? Uh, And Jean-Pierre says Republicans have made it pretty clear just how illegitimate this is. So, yes, I mean, it it is an answer. It's a partisan answer. Uh, And, of course, the funny thing about it is that's before the House actually did vote to have the impeachment inquiry. Yes. They yeah. just didn't do it at that particular juncture. But yeah, that is that is asked and answered, right? It's does the White House view this as illegitimate and then the White House press, press secretary calls it illegitimate two or three times. That's that's an answer. Yeah, and it's still you could argue that's sort of a Brian Karam question. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> and in fact, the fight, it absolutely was because the follow up to that was, well, so if it is illegitimate, as you've, as you've just established, um, why give it the time of day at all? Like, why should anybody take it seriously? Yeah, I mean, this is this is the the difference between CBS when a Republican is president, uh, where you had somebody like Paula Reid yelling at Trump press secretaries, and then they'd put the whole exchange on the evening news. Yep. And then now the you the whole have... heroic brave exchange. Yeah. <laughs> we can guess that at least. The CBS half of this question didn't air, uh, uh, but you know they, they, this is probably the kind of Jean Pierre quote they'd like. Oh, the Republicans are illegitimate, right? The White House firing back. <laughs> so you said yes for all the criticism leveled at Jean Pierre. One could argue she's been a rather effective bulwark for the White House, assuming her job was to be opaque as possible. I mean, th- I'm sure that is exactly the instruction she she received from the president or the chief of staff to the president, where it's like, I want you to say this every time. I, I The White House counsel's office. Right. I, I liked the one that you had in the package where it's like, so could you bring somebody from the White House counsel's office to the briefing? And the, I'm going to have to defer to the White right, House right. counsel. She keeps office. referring to them to the White House counsel, and then they're like, well, could you bring someone from the White House counsel's office here? Well, I'd have to refer to the White House counsel's <laughs> office. Yeah. That's no, it, where she's just robotically. This is what I was told to say yeah, when I when I found that one. I uh, I I bolded and underlined it, and I was like, "We're we're coming back to this one." There's a there's a whole like sub spreadsheet that I have of all of the responses that she gave that were like really evasive and stupid, and I um I bolded all of those so I could come back to them for uh, for a video compilation. 
Um, although I, I think I really still do think that the best <laughs> the best exchange in there is after all of these dodges and referrals to this or that executive department or White House counsel, her insisting that they've been as transparent as possible and then following up immediately with, well, I'd have to refer you to the uh, to the White House counsel. And it's like, wow, yeah, that is that is transparency. Thank you. Well, the president's out speaking today, so I guess they wouldn't have had a briefing today. But yes, this week with the with the House moving forward on a contempt citation, we're about to probably get another two or three or four of these. Probably. Um, as we wrap up, let's go back as long as we're talking about KJP. I'm sure you saw uh, Axios suggesting that Corrine Jean-Pierre doesn't like that John Kirby does half the briefing, or Curtis sort of suggested to me that he does like 66% of the briefing. He, he does, actually, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the... Um a lot. Well, I was I was working on this actually yesterday, and uh, and I had somebody kind of looking over my shoulder a little bit, and they were like, "Oh, this is one of those briefings where Kirby had to come in and rescue her, huh?" And I was <laughs> like, "I was like, we're into October. This that is every briefing that you're talking about. It is. It's it's pretty much become a fixture at this point." Yeah, I mean, it 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 and and the suggestion the Axios reporter was making, Alex Thompson, was that uh, she resented it because it made her look like she needed help or that she wasn't really. The full press secretary. She was sort of the half press secretary. Well, she does need help. That's like a four hundred pound guy being like, "These pants make me look fat." <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I bet they do, Chief. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it, it it is one of those things where you think that everyone there knows. Yeah, she's not good at this. No, she's not. But she dresses nice. You know, and I mean, and it it is another sign of woke politics, which is like, well, she was chosen in part because she's black, she's she's female, she's gay, and she's an immigrant. Yep. And those things sort of seem to be more important than whether she can actually effectively communicate. Well, and I mean, I think that there's kind of a new style being being shown here, which is if you just send out the most incompetent, bumbling person who maybe doesn't even know uh, as much as some of the reporters do in terms of background on the questions that they're asking, you can very effectively, if comically and kind of pathetically, stonewall and prevent any information out. And so if your commitment is primarily to as little transparency as possible, if that's if you think that that's in your best interest as a presidential administration, then this is clearly a kind of press secretary that works and works quite well. I would say this, uh, and that is, a, um, if you go back to when I was a, uh, a White House correspondent in the first couple of years of George W. Bush, I mean, Ari Fleischer certainly would say, I defer you to the Justice Department or something. It was sort of a standard deferral sometimes because, and they, they probably weren't questions that were wildly controversial, but they were right. sort of like, uh, you know, you can find better experts than me on this thing. So right. it's not unusual for them to do that. You seem to be suggesting it reminds me of Mike McCurry under Clinton, especially during the Monica Lewinsky thing, where he almost on purpose was like, I didn't ask them any questions about what's going on with Monica so that I can come out here and be ignorant. Yeah, no, exactly. Exa and and also the whole deferring thing, like, yeah, there's there's one there's one take on it, which is what you're talking about, which is, yeah, like, look, I, I have some background information on this. Um, it's basically what's in the binder. Talk to the Justice Department if you want the full story. They'll they'll give you something more substantive versus 
the absentee dad who the question to dad, can I do this, is always ask your mother. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what you have here. It is, once again, these are what you're underlining here is this is their mode to say, we, we don't want to answer any questions because we don't want this story to get any bigger than it already is. Well, yeah, this is the runaround, right? And they somebody even, com- I forget which reporter it was, but even complained about the runaround uh, during during January with the with the whole document uh, scandal, the classified documents, um, where somebody said, "I talked to White House counsel and they and they deferred me to the White House press office." Yeah. And she's like, well, you would, you would have to take that up with them. Yep, that's, that is the way it is. You're like, getting a no comment yeah, you're getting, backwards and forwards. You're getting bureaucratized right in the face in, in the middle of the briefing. You know, she's just, they're, they're giving you the, oh, you have to talk to the other department. Oh, well, the other department says we have to talk to you. Oh, we'll go talk to them about it. Well, and this is where, look, uh, a, a news professional could respond to this by saying, oh, I'm going to double down on you now. Yeah. If you're not going to give me an answer. You know, our answer to this is we're going to actually give James Comer or somebody more time and space to elaborate on what's wrong with you until you come to me and want to answer him. Until you then remember at the end of the day that you're both on the same team and that your your goal is to kind of let them get away with everything anyway. And so why do that? Why be petty when when really you're just trying to help the Democrats? We So we just want to underline what we normally do here, which is when a Republican press secretary goes into the White House briefing room, it's like the movie would be Jaws. Yes. You know, and uh, and when uh, a— But there's only one swimmer in like 30 Jaws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when you—yeah, when a Democrat press secretary goes in, it's like, I don't know, the Tooth Fairy movie or something. It's uh, yeah. My Little Pony. It's my it's my little pony. That's right. Yeah. Uh, except there's 30 ponies. But, uh, you know, but uh, maybe one or two alligators. Uh, but it's uh, they're they're far outnumbered. So always keep that in mind when you're looking at the White House briefing and whatever snippets of the White House briefing managed to leak. Um, but that's why we watch it. And that's why we're doing studies on it. You can catch Bill's thing here on Newsbusters, including the videos there in the blog. So, um, you know, when you're keeping up with what we're doing on the Biden scandals on the 2024 campaign, you got to come to Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. Thank you, Bill. Thanks a lot. <laughs>